Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Um, it is good, again, to say that we are worshiping the Lord, even when all of you are in your own home. And today, the title of my message is Fighting the War. Fighting the War. And in seven more days, um, five more days, we will be beginning the uh, 2021. And I would like to challenge everybody for us to face this new year ready to fight in prayer and wearing the armor of God. Today's reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 10, verse 12, 10 and 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Let's pray. Father, in this moment, we are asking you to talk through me, to ministry, to all of those who are listening right now, to encourage us, to help us make the choice to act and live like active soldiers in your kingdom. Help us to understand how powerful, how secure, how protected we are in you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. When we become a Christian, one of the first realizations that we all have is that being a Christian, it is extremely difficult. You will discover that the church is full of imperfect people. And this imperfection starts with your own attitude that can be difficult to deal with. Sometimes it is a, a struggle to pray, to read your Bible, to come to church, and to love everybody. Because let's be honest, there are some people that are difficult to love. Sometimes you are difficult to love. There are people in your family that it is hard to love. And it is difficult for us to be 
a example in our church with our family, at work, at school, with our friends. Sometimes church can be the place where you will get hurt. And sometimes you will be the person that can hurt the church. Christian life is difficult, and the reason for this is because we are at war. We are participating in a, a spiritual warfare and evangelizing marriage, uh, children, churches, families, friendships, pastors, leaders, and members are on the attack. Even the Bible is on the attack because of this war that we are fighting. Ephesians verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The word finally means that this is Paul's final section of this letter. If you read Ephesians, you will notice that the first three chapters are about who we are in Christ. And the last three chapters are about what are we supposed to do as a Christian. If you read the King James versions, you will notice that they ask the word brethren. Finally, my brethren. And I like these versions because Paul is including himself in this war. So he is saying, brothers and sisters, we are fighting in the same war. We have the same goal of glorify God and to spread the good news of the gospel. We are soldiers. We are fighting together as one. We are suffering together. We are protecting each other. You have my back. I have your back. I protect you. You protect me. And this is the mindset we need in Limbrook Baptist Church. We are brothers and sisters and God is calling us to be united in Christ, to fight together for Christ, so that when the devil comes knocking at our door, knocking at, at the door of your house, of your family, of this church, the devil will find a wall of prayer and fasting, protecting this church, praying for this church, working for this church, praying for your family, praying for your friends. We need to understand that we are at war. Yes, this is my church. It is empty right now. It's only Steve listening to me. But there are some people in their home listening. Listen, 
Limbro Baptist Church, it is our church. It is the church that God guide us to come. And let me be honest with you. This church is not perfect. This church is not perfect. You know why? Because you are a member of this church. And you are not perfect either. And in this church, maybe the members, the leaders, need to improve in a lot of area. But this is my church. And God is calling me to fight for my church, to serve in this church, even to suffer for this church. To suffer? We don't like that. We don't want to come to church to suffer. We want to be happy. How are you telling me that we are supposed to suffer for this church? Because the church is the bride of Christ. And Christ is fully committed to his bride. And if you love Christ, you will love his Church, you will be willing to suffer for his church. The second half of Ephesians 6.10 tell us, listen to this, to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This is a great news, brothers and sisters. You have power. I have power. We have power. And this power comes not from us, but from the Lord Almighty. Now, maybe you are asking, uh, how come I don't feel this power in me? Well, Paul is saying that we need to make the decision to be strong in the Lord. And this is where people fail to see that to be strong in the Lord, to have power in the Lord, it is our choice. We need to make that decision. This is why... The, being strong in the Lord, this is why the only way to be strong in the Lord, it is by wearing the armor of God. Put on the full armor of God. Look what it says, the full armor of God. Not just one part, the full armor of God. Romans chapter 13 Verse 12 said, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. 
I like the image. The armor of light. It glows. It shines. It reflects the power of God because Jesus is the light of the world. If you are wearing the armor of God, you shine and you are covered by God. When we are strong in the Lord, we are protected. We are confident that everything will work for our own good, even when we don't see it. Some people do not feel the power of God because their daily activity, the way that they spend time, does not invite God's presence. Let me tell you something that you already know. If a soldier wants to be strong and mighty, he exercises and trains and disciplines himself. As Christian soldiers, these exercises are called the spiritual disciplines. Bible study, prayer, attending church, Fasting, fasting, it is one of the disciplines. We don't like it, but it is one. Hmm? If we want to exercise those spiritual disciplines, fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters, those are just the basics, but sadly, most Christians... Never get beyond those. I know that for some Christians, these spiritual disciplines are difficult to do. But we must do them if we are going to survive the Christian life. If we are going to survive a spiritual warfare in school, in our family, in our personal life, in our job, we must constantly be in training for battle so that we can become stronger. However, when we do this Things we need to remember that we are not getting stronger by ourselves, nor it is our strength by which we are doing these things. This strength comes to us from God as we exercise and as we train and discipline ourselves. Somebody who does not pray, does not read the Bible, does not attend to church, will never have a proper relationship with God. Let me repeat this. 
somebody who doesn't pray, doesn't read the Bible, doesn't come to church, will never have a proper relationship with God. Why? Because God decided that the way that you and him will have a relationship, it is through prayer, reading the Bible, and having fellowship with your brothers and sisters. I know that maybe you want to adapt in your life all those things that different religions in the world do, but the Christianity, in Christianity, you need to pray. You need to read your Bible. And you need to have fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Somebody was telling me yesterday that there is a, a something happening because of the coronavirus. Some Christians are saying that they discovered that they don't need to come to church, that it is enough being at home, watching different pastors preaching, that they don't need the church to be a Christian. And this, sadly, and I say sadly because it's not good news for those people who believe this, this is not biblical. You need a church, and you need to come to church. And when you pray, when you read the Bible, and as we engage in this spiritual discipline, we will grow naturally. And we will grow stronger in the Lord. And his power can work easily and more powerful through us and affect the life of the church, the life of the family, the life of our friends and our own personal life. So you put on the arm of God by believing in the truth, by accepting the righteousness of Christ in your life, by accepting the peace of the gospel, keeping the faith, believing in your salvations, and reading the Bible. What do we need to do? And why do we need to take time practicing these disciplines and become strong in the Lord? Verse 11. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Hmm. Brothers and sisters, the devil... Never rest. The, never, the devil never quit. The devil is constantly, every time, every day, every night, checking in your life, checking your activities, the way that you feel, the way that you talk. The devil is looking at the movies that you're watching. The devil is looking who you hang out with, the devil is always trying to affect your life. The devil, Satan loves to bring division in the church because he knows that when the church is united, the Holy Spirit at 
powerful in this church. When the family is united, the Holy Spirit moves in this family, and he wants to destroy all unity. The devil is mastered in planting seed in our hearts, resentments, bitterness, and sometimes the devil even can use the pain of your past to paralyze you and me in this non-ending game of blaming others and resenting others. Some people start stop coming to church because they didn't like how somebody talked to his wife or her husband or the children. Or oh, the pastor didn't say hi to me today. And they start fighting. There is a church that they have in the back of the pulpit an eagle on top of the flag. And that eagle was there for, for a very long time. And the new pastor came and took the eagle down. They fired the pastor. The church got divided just because a eagle on top of the flag. And the devil used so many things to divide us. The devil used all secrets, all things that you are going through with the aim to discourage you. We need to understand that the devil and his demons, yes, I say demons, because the Christians are acting and living their lives like the devil is not real. Like demons are not all around us trying to influence us. They are trying to affect all details of your lives. There is nothing that you do that the devil is not trying. To touch and corrupt. They bring fight between brothers and sisters. The devil trying to destroy our youth in school. Trying to destroy our confidence in God. They promote gossip. Lives. And tribulation to bring discouragement. They will use the people you love most to hurt you. And they will use you to hurt those people that you love. Verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But against the rulers. Against the authorities. Against the power of this dark world. 
and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Paul is saying that our major controversy, our big fight is not against our brothers and sisters, but against evil spirit. Sometimes when we are having problems in church, we tend to blame each other. But we need to understand the, uh, the problem, it is the devil. Yes, sometimes we are the problem. Sometimes the church is the problem. Sometimes you are the problem. But never forget that the devil is always trying to use our secrets, our emotions to destroy us. The devils and his demons are using our pride, ambition, passion, custom, laws, our own opinion, our super superstitions, false teachings, and a spirit of revenge against us. All those things come from the, the kingdom of darkness. And some Christians bring all those habits into the life of the church, bringing divisions and chaos in our heart and in the life of everybody. The apostle is telling us that we are surrounded by all those evil spirits. And in 2 Kings 6, 8, and 17, tell us the story of Elisha and his servant. The king of Syria decided to take as prisoner the prophet, and he sent a big army to surround the city where the prophet lived. When Elisha's servants woke up early in the morning, he found himself surrounded by the army. And afraid, he went inside of the house screaming, Oh, we are surrounded. We're going to die. What are we going to do? Our life is over, over. There's no way out. We are all alone. Elisha answered to his servant, Was simple. And full of faith. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered. Those who are with us. Are more. Than those who are with them. This must have been difficult answer. To say that. Don't be afraid. There are more people. In our favor, when everything that you can see around you, it is complete silent. There is no friend. There is nobody. Most likely, the servant thought the prophet is losing it. He is getting crazy. Right now, some members of this church are worried and afraid. The pastor is leaving us. And to make things worse, the youth pastor just left. What is going to happen to our church? What is going to happen to the youth ministry? Well, let me tell you something. If we are alone, we should be worried. But we are not alone. God and his angel are surrounding us, protecting us. We will suffer in this world. We will get hurt in this world. We will be Tired in this world. Sometimes we will get discouraged in this world. But the things that we cannot do is to be faithless and lose all hope. Look what Elijah 
say in verse 17. And Elisha prayed, Open his heart, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the servants, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Suddenly the servant could see everything with the prophet's eye. When you see everything with your flesh, everything looks bad. Everything looks a mess. There is no hope. But when you open your eyes and you see everything from the spiritual perspective, you see that the Lord is with you, that there is no reason to be afraid, that his protection, it is with you, and he will never leave you. Billy Rahan tells us the story in his book, God's Secret Agents, about missionary John Payton and his wife. It is said that one night they were surrounded by hostile natives trying to kill them. They prayed through the whole night, and when the morning came, they saw that the attackers were leaving without harming them. A year later, the chief of the native became a Christian, and the missionary asked him, what happened that night that you were attacking us and you didn't harm us? The chief surprised told him, because that night we saw the whole house surrounded by men with uh, shining garments and swords in his hands. God sent his angel to protect this couple. When we see ourselves surrounded by doubt, when we see ourselves looking like the enemy is going to win, we need to open our eyes and see everything that the God Almighty is protecting us. In time like this, we need to see things with spiritual eyes. And in this world, we need to protect each other, pray for each other. Some members will get hurt and need our support. When you see another brother and another sister, you need to help them. See what you can do to serve them and support them. We cannot avoid our responsibility to commit to one another. Sometimes we will hear things that will hurt us. Sometimes people will tell things that it is not uh, good news in our ear. But remember, God sometimes uses other people to tell us what do we need to change in our life. In this world, you will get hurt. But those who flee just to protect themselves are considered cowards. As a Christian, we are called to suffer for Christ and for those who Christ love. While we do all those things, being for each other, protecting each other, helping each other, even those people that we don't like, 
even those people that make our life impossible. We must keep doing all those things. But the things that we never can stop doing, it is praying. And let me finish with this. Verse 18. And pray in the spirit of all, in, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. 2021 must be the year to be alert, to pray and to fast, to surround our life the life of the church with prayer and fasting. We need to pray for a new pastor. We need to pray for a new youth pastor. We need to pray for new leadership, people that take the mantle, people that can continue the goal and the call that God gave to this church. It is good to know, brothers and sisters, that in this fight, we are not alone. We have friends. We have allies. We are brothers and sisters. And we are praying for each other, protecting each other, knowing that God promised, Christ promised, that he will never, never leave us alone. He's always going to be there, protecting you and me, protecting your family, protecting this church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will protect our church and our families from all the evils and from those that will seek to harm us. Uphold us and keep us safe. Send your protection around us. We praise that you be with us when we go out and when we come in from our house. For you to protect this church, for you to fill this church with the overflowing peace of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. We have some announcements.